the Jericho Network on Westwood One. Welcome to One on One with Mitch LaFawn. Joining me on this episode, it is a classic rant drummer Bobby Blotzer and his attorney, Drew Sherman. We get an update on all the legal wranglings within the band. Will he record a new album under the Rat moniker? Will he continue touring as Rat? We talk about new singer Josh Allen and a whole bunch of other stuff. Before checking that out, please check me out on Twitter at Mitch LaFon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N, one-on-one, Mitch LaFon, Facebook, Mitch underscore LaFon on Instagram. And it wouldn't be a Mitch Fest without, of course, paypal.me forward slash Mitch LaFon, should you care to support the podcast. And with that, here is the one the only drummer, Bobby Blotzer. We are speaking with drummer Bobby Blotzer. He is uh, on tour currently. Uh, Bobby, always a pleasure to speak to you. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you. It's nice to talk to you. It's been a long time, Mitch. It's been a long, long time. So um, <laughs> you've been touring sort of all summer with uh, with your... In fact, boy, do I, do I call it Rat or do I call it something else at this point? Well, the name of the band is Rat. Okay. There is so, nothing else to call it. That's okay. what it's called. So, so you've been touring with Rat all summer. Um, tell me how that's been going for you. Well, it's been phenomenal. Um, I think tonight we're playing Spokane Arena. Um, we've been playing a lot of shows like this, a lot of big festivals. It's been unbelievable. A lot of great work. I commend the hard work from the members of my band and, uh, and crew. And our team, we have a whole team. We have our legal, we have our booking agent. You know, everybody's done a lot of hard work, you know, to get this out here. And it's really out of the gate went pretty quick because in this day and age of YouTube and that sort of thing, it our shows are seen by a lot of people, assumingly, this is why it went so so good so quick because we worked our ass off to put a great show on and to really replicate the rat catalog that we play and try to make it sound as close to the record, you know, as we can get it, which is definitely closer live than it's ever been with past tours. Past tours. Now, uh, you know, the rat name has come up legally recently, so we'll get to that. But uh, I want to ask you about, um, you know, infestation and Robin Crosby and all that before we get there. But I do want to let listeners know that your attorney, Drew Sherman, is listening in on this um, and will answer questions if need be, if, if, if that's correct. Drew is uh, up here with me. He's doing a road trip. Glad to have him out. And we're hanging out and getting ready to go down to sound check here in a few minutes after we do this thing. And um, sure, you know, I welcome his input here. I think everybody knows that I always speak from my heart. I don't really filter my my stuff. I try to make it, you know, I don't try to make it. It's always honest. I don't lie like a lot of people out there right now that aren't bringing the truth. Right. I think a lot of the fans, most of the fans, you know, know me. I talk to them all the time out here. They are loving the band. They've heard the other interviews and they, they get it. They get what I'm doing keeping Rat alive, keeping the music alive, not sitting home. This would have been the sixth year that we would have been sitting at home with nobody talking to anybody. Not not this guy to that guy, that guy to that guy. Nobody was talking, period. Really a, a dark time. I got 
really tired of sitting home, frankly, and you know, I was time to do something about it. And well, let, it, let's let's go back to that time here, 2010, with Infestation. You know, a Rat album had been years in the making, and this one came out, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was a great <laughs> Rat record. Um, let, before we start talking about anything legal, let's just talk about that record. Uh, what was it like sort of getting back in the studio, making it, and sort of how do you see the record at, at this point? You know, I'm glad this is a question that I can answer and answer with all the truth that anybody that was involved in the making that record would back this up. The ones that would speak the truth, that would be Elvis, that would be Robbie Crane, Carlos Cabazzo, you know, he wouldn't because he's, you know, under the thumb of Martini and that sort of thing. But the record, I love the record. Elvis Vesquet did a great job on the producing. We all wrote a bunch of songs for it individually. The whole thing was that Elvis Vesquet was to pick the tunes, the final tunes. Out of the five that I brought in, two were, of mine were used on the record. That sort of thing happened, you know. So the record comes out, does great. I don't know how he got Steven sounding like he did with the shape that he was in at that time. I wasn't there when Steven did his tracks, thank God. But I know it, that it's a miracle that he was able to get these uh, these takes from him. Right, but but that was you know, normal, was, though, because Steven never recorded with you throughout the history of the band, though. He always sort of came in last, right? Yeah, he came in last, but right. okay. it, it was amazing that he could come in, okay? Gotcha. From from the position he was in, and this isn't something I'm spilling out. This is knowledge that he's put out in his book, in the press, etc. You know, he went right from that session for that record and went, flew home, and I guess went into rehab. I never saw him till we went out and started the tour. So you know, I was really happy with everybody's performance on that. You know, what bums me out the most here is that Warren and Stephen down talk that record so much that it's like Warren's convinced even that it, the record sucks because Warren didn't get his songs as the singles. That This is the truth. And this is the way it went, you know, and sorry, Warren, it didn't go that way, bro. You know, these are the songs we all agreed that Elvis Busquette would pick and the record company, of course, which songs were the singles, you know, no hard feelings. This is the way it goes. And it's just, he made it hell to, uh, it, was, it was pretty hard to record. We had fun, but yet there was so much politicking from him and uh, just jockeying for his tunes, the ones that weren't being used. We already went through this pre-production and we had to fight. Well, we didn't have to fight. Poor Elvis had to deal with, you know, Warren cornering him every day and trying to just beat him into submission to do songs that nobody wanted to do. It was that kind of thing. But obviously the outcome of the record, great. I love it. And I wish, you know, we could have, you know, all stood behind it a little bit more, you know, even to this day. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, it it came in in top 40 in in the States, number five in Japan. You know, from a band that hadn't been heard of in a decade, to, to have that kind of chart success was, was quite remarkable. Um, you had a two-album deal with Roadrunner. But, in fact, let me before that, you head out on the road, you support the album, fans seem to be excited. When did you get a sense that um, things might not be going 
right with the band? Was it sort of immediate, or was it a surprise when it started falling apart at the end? Well, there was a few things that were leading to the dissension right. um, out there. Number one, being together at that point. I mean, this this year for me marks 35 years of being around. So we're going back now, what, you know, six, seven years, coming up on seven years. Um, you know, there's the little idiosyncrasy things that bug people about one another and that sort of thing. You know, me and Warren have always had a big kind of tug of war about tempos, you know, on stage and otherwise. And that was really heating up to a high range uh, on the temperature scale. And we also had Stephen, who was had been jockeying since he rejoined Rat in 2007, to acquire some ownership in the name, which, you know, I've talked about this so many times, it's quite redundant in my opinion, but that was the dissension with Stephen, you know. And it never stopped year after year. And it just went on and on and on that particular year. And I think, you know, Stephen had some, he was fighting with things. He was trying to stay straight. He was doing this, doing, I don't, you know, for me, I don't socialize with him. So I'm not there to see what he's doing. I only care that people do the best they can up on stage. But, you know, at the end of the tour, you know, it became a thing between him and Steve, or Warren and Stephen that we're going to take a break. Okay. All right. Let me know. So that was 2011 rolls all the way through 2012 rolls all the way through 2013. I get this call. Well, the end of 2012 from Jeff Tate to go out and tour with him and Queens Reich. And we took pictures, started to impress. Then all of a sudden the phone's ringing to me. Hey, you know, we want to go out on the road. Well, Okay, when? Because I'm doing this Queen's Rack thing, like, you know, this summer. So it took, so, and I, you know, the mothership rat is my first interest. And my, my, a lot, you know, my allegiance is to rat the mothership. And, you know, I said goodbye to the Tate camp. And it took forever to get shows, to get people on board. And at this time, we had our old bass player. Uh, Gene Gene, the dance machine, Juan Crucier brought back into the band. And uh, that really spun it completely off access. Again, you know, we were only able to do about 24 shows. At the end of that tour, that was it. He, Juan, had convinced Steven to strike, is the way I see this. They went on strike because they, Juan wanted the name. Juan wanted to be part of WBS Inc., as did Steven. Warren Martini was not willing to cut a deal. I was all along, unequivocally, with safety nets for everybody, professionally done, so everybody, nobody could take advantage of getting that and then spin off and call, you know what I mean? Right. For me, it's like, let's tour yearly and, you know, have fun and enjoy this for the, you know, next decade till you know, it's done or whatever. So those guys went on strike, Juan and Steven. That's the way I see it. They went on strike. Warren's position was, hey, I'm willing to tour. If they go out with the same you know, thing we do, split the dough, everybody has an even vote, period. So I go, well, this is fun here. We're in our fourth year now. So we have 100% of nothing, you and I, and they have nothing. So somebody's got to come to a thing here, you know, the fans want to see this, 
this band's still out there, there's new fans, et cetera. You know, I, I want to play. And it just it just went on and on to, to nowhere, you know, to the point where I made the decision as half owner of the name. WBS owns the name. I'm 50% of WBS Inc. And still am. WBS Inc. still owns that name right this moment. One at 1.48 p.m. here, you know, Pacific time. That's not changed. So, you know, we've done, you know, had tremendous, great success with this band out here. I mean, we're headlining big gigs. You know, we have a, an arena show next week we're headlining. The week after, we're in Kentucky on the arena show. It's doing really well. I'm very proud of that. So, you know, I think them seeing this kind of success, now all of a sudden, from not liking each other or talking, collusion together, you know, and they decide that they're, you know, going to do this at this point, and there you have it. You know, they, they're they making their move, and they don't have the name wrapped, and that's... Right. Well, okay, that's, so that's legal. I'll, I'll get... To... You know, I want to keep the, uh, the 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 rat name stuff here for 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 the end. Um, let well, me ask you about the Roadrunner deal. It was a two album deal. You make this great album. What happens to the second album? Did you at all start working on a second album? Are you planning on releasing a second album as Rat with the current lineup? Like, or did the deal just sort of fall apart? Did Roadrunner say, you know, the hell with you people and 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 take it i mean what's what's the sort of status of that second album <laughs> oh my god if anybody could be a fly on the wall with dave rath our our confidant at uh, roadrunner and what he had to do just to keep the members talking about recording and this and that it was more like a a babysitter wrangling up the the, the brats to get them you know to get to their rooms and get their pajamas on you know, we have the deal for the old rat that was touring, not touring, I was more like it. Uh, there was no, you know, everything just got put on ice. This would have been the sixth year right now that we're in that we haven't done anything. We have a record deal. We have a, you know, a worldwide following audience that wants to see the band and nobody's doing anything. So the answer to that is no, there wasn't any plan to do a second record. Initially, there was, you know, we owe them a record. Now, for this, for the band I'm touring now, which is Rat, we're out doing Rat music, and we are Rat, and that's what you see up there. You don't see the old gang of Rat guys, and you see young, fit, very professional, great performing musicians, and we play Rat music very, very effectively. So we did we did talk to Dave Rath about doing a new record and he was willing to release us. In his opinion, Roadrunner, which is now back with as Atlantic, doesn't want to do retro bands such as, you know, bands like eighties style metal stuff like we did, you know. So we were willing to go out and and uh, start looking for a deal soon here but you know right now we got a little sidetracked with what's going on okay so there in wonderland so i i guess we should we should probably uh address that then and uh and and by the way first i i will say this uh your singer josh allen um he sounds great and and i don't mean that in any disrespect to anybody else but just as a performer and as a singer the guy is 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 fantastic i mean you really picked up a, a great <laughs> singer there 
I, I just laugh because, you know, it's the first night that I jammed with him, you know, and the other guys that, that were in the band for a short period of time who, you know, I appreciated what they did. We were a very, very tight unit. You know, a couple guys split off, you know, uh, the lead guitar player got a deal with a country band. But the very first night I jammed with them, I just went to Vegas to sit in with them, you know, hired, frankly, by the by the club. And it was amazing how good this sounded, how much like rat it sounded and felt. And I took friends with me, personal friends, you know, it was probably like 10 of us and everybody was blowing their minds. That's when I said, I got to do this, man. It's now or never. Um, you know, I'm ready because believe me, this, this was not an easy mind venture to, to do, you know, let's face it. You know, my correlation is with the class of 84 rat guys. So in doing this, you know, Josh was a main reason because he was able to cop the rat sound so good. And he's so strong as a singer he warms up. Everybody's, you know, straight, sober on this tour. Everybody's focused. He warms up. He, his pipes are so strong. I'm not used to hearing live rats sound like that. That's why I was laughing at first, because the difference is just like ridiculous. I, I don't even. It's hard to explain. It's like having picture. You know, I don't know. I won't name what I was just thinking, but he. He does a much more effective job, in my opinion, and in a lot, most fans, I would say 96% fans, and I talk to them every night, they come up to me and they're like, they're like Mr. Blotzer or Bobby, whatever they call me, they're like, you know, don't think I'm talking bad about the old band, I love the old band, but man, that, I've never heard you guys sound like this. I go, it's funny, it's crazy, isn't it? It's great, and they're like, I'm serious, man, that was unbelievable. So that's the kind of feedback that is. And I just, you know, at this day and age, from what I've seen, you know, when I see our stuff, I don't really watch us a lot, but when I watch it, I'm so impressed with the band and with Josh. And if I see stuff with, you know, Steven, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for him. I mean, that's that's the truth from my heart. I do. So, yeah, good luck. And, you know, I, I I think Josh is doing a great job, and I, and I don't mean that as, as a disrespect to anybody else. So, before you hit the road with Josh, more do I, by the way. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Before you hit the road with Josh and 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 you put Rat together, to, to, was it a struggle, sort of uh, emotionally, or or to to you know, did you did you struggle with the decision to go on the road, or did you just sort of go, all right, we're going, and here we are? Did you think, well, how are these fans going to react? How is absolutely okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Like I said, I mean, there was a lot of anxiety, every night anxiety. I mean, Drew sitting here, man, you know, we'd be on the phone four, three, four times a day with my agent, John Donegal. You know, it was scary because, you know, it's not that normal for, it's getting more normal this day and age that one, two guys go out. And one thing that Warren forgets when he calls this band Bob's Tribute Band what did that make the band that him and I being the only guys did for eight years? Were we a tribute band one? You know, I mean, it, it, there was, there was butterflies for sure, but it immediately was accepted so openly because people, and I, I think I'm a fan. I go to gigs. I go see other bands that have just one or two, maybe whatever, you know, of the original band. If they're great and I'm hearing the songs and I'm sitting there having a coldie and enjoying it. It's like, okay, 
they're doing a good job. They're doing a great job. You know, it's natural that you, you miss the old guys, but you know what? You forget, you forget uh, about it pretty quick when you're, when you're having a great time. Yeah. It's funny because, uh, one of the bands that I've been listening to a lot these days is called Tigers of Pantang. They're, they're way back from the 80s, and uh, it's only the guitarist left. And the new band and the new album that they just put out sounds fucking killer. I mean, it just sounds killer. Um, but you had gone out as Bobby Blotzer's Rad Experience. Why change over to Rad? Why not just stay as Bobby Blotzer's Rad Experience? Is it just a question of, of marquee value, or was it just something else? Well... There's a little bit of both of that in there. Um, I wanted to, I wanted the band was so good that I wanted to bring it to bigger, um, bigger venues to people. And the way to do that was obviously to use what was mine. And that was half of that name. I called Warren and he, of course he wouldn't answer the phone. He wouldn't, I can't email him. You know, we have this corporation, but yet I can't even get in touch with him. So I was getting in touch with him through our old manager and I'm saying, listen, dude, have you heard this thing that I'm doing? Because I'm going to take it out. I want to play bigger gigs, and I'm taking it out as rat. And I want you to come with, you know, and do with me and do this. And he wanted no part of it. I don't think he even wanted to go on the road. You know, his reasoning was he's not going unless it's the original band. But the problem with that is, Warren, all you do is complain about how bad Steven is and how hard he is to, to work with and deal with, even get him into into the friggin' van to get to the gig, you know? I mean, there was just a, I think it was a, just, he was using that knowing that they were not going to rejoin unless they got the name. So it was completely stalemated by both of those sides, Warren and those two guys. I have worked so tirelessly trying to resurrect Rat. It's not just a selfish thing for me, for the fans. You know, I want to do it. I'm a Rat fan. I want to see the band out there. We get so many people that are young and have never seen it out here. It's it's remarkable. I mean, it's really a kick in the ass. It reminds me of 84 a lot out here, the way people are. Sorry. So, so, if, if we can, let, let's start talking about the, about the legal stuff, and maybe Drew, will, uh, your attorney, will have to answer some of it. But, um, you know, I've been speaking to, to, to you and to Stephen and to Juan and, and, and Warren for 20 some years now and I've been hearing about this name dispute for 20 some years and and, and correct me if I'm wrong but like 9 or 10 years ago uh, Stephen lost a lawsuit uh, to you for WBS and, and it became just you and Warren is that, that's, that's correct right? That That is correct okay. and I, I would like if you would say if you're into it the comment you had made to me off the air about what Stephen mentioned to you um, yeah, you know, over the years, uh, Stephen and Juan had uh, talked about, um, and, and I have to be diplomatic in what I say as well. Um, you know that that it was mentioned that that Juan left the band in the '90s and uh, didn't have a claim to the name, and nobody understood why he was suing and so on and so forth. So it, it's been sort of this long-standing. Um, I guess we'll call it a pissing match, right? <laughs> Where everybody has disavowed the other person having a claim to the name and stuff. It's, it's, it's been an interest. And, and the interviews uh, that I've done are, are all out there. I mean, you can certainly Google Mitch Lafon and whoever, and you can find them. But what is the recent decision with, with you? The, the, there was sort of a big press release that 
you're no longer rat. But that's not true because you're sort of playing as rat tonight. So clear up my confusion as to what this decision was. Was there a decision? What happened? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) my bro, my attorney, Drew Drew Sherman, is going to pick it up from here. Okay. If he may. Uh, hi, Mitch. Um, hey, Drew. Hi. <laughs> um, your question about was there a decision? There was a ruling okay. on a motion, but there's no judgment. So okay. right now, WBS owns the marks. Okay. okay. So we are the controlling uh, entity of the trademarks that are wrapped. Okay. And so, so, and if, and maybe if Bobby can uh, answer or you. How does this affect the immediate future for the band Rat that's out there right now? Is there an injunction? Do they have to stop using the name? Can they still use the name? Are you appealing this this motion? Um, sort of set it up legally for me, because I'm you know I'm Canadian. I don't understand American law. <laughs> well, um, essentially, well, in terms of uh, Bobby, we WBS owns the name. They do not, uh, meaning they, meaning uh, Stephen, Juan, Warren, whatever they're going out as, they do not have permission to do so. Uh, so right now, they are uh, infringing the trademarks of RAT owned by WBS. The ruling that we have, there are many uh, legal strategies that will be employed in order to um, uh, uh, change and, and uh, bring to the court's attention various other pieces of evidence, as well as prior rulings. You specifically mentioned the uh, lawsuit about 10 years ago that where Mr. Piercy brought an action against WBS, Bobby, Warren, and a number of other people. Uh, so it, it's a long time before this is done. We're not even at the appeals part yet because there's no judgment to appeal. So there's a lot of time. Status quo will, will remain, and WBS owns the marks. Okay, yeah, because I read the uh, the decision or what was put out on the internet, and and I didn't see anything that said the court orders that. I didn't see anything like that. I saw mostly what looked to be legal opinion, but but then again, I'm I'm not an attorney, and I have no idea. Um, if I can ask, exactly. Bo- yeah, if I can ask Bobby, why has this taken so long? I mean, this you know, I've known uh, the various members since around '96, '97. I've been to, a, to, to their homes. Why has this been sort of, you know, we're almost at a silver anniversary of this dispute in a sense. Um, why has it not been settled? And why when they did infestation, was it not settled like saying, hey, we're going to settle this before we do this record? Why was it sort of like left as a question mark? And, and here we are. I, all. I think, well, I think I just answered that a few minutes ago okay. when I laid it out. Okay. You know, it, it, it rules down to it boils down, I should say, down to a stalemate. These guys want to, even though they make even money, even votes. That These guys, Juan, Stephen, Bobby, Warren. We all make the same. We all vote. I get outvoted by Stephen. So sometimes these guys, obviously, whoever the voting winners are and, and the, the, the issues, you know, win. So nobody has any more power than, and, than, than anybody else in that sense. But they weren't willing to cut a deal. That side, Warren, I'm amenable. I'm open-minded. You know, I don't know what more to say here. So, okay. look, 
this is my life here, man. 35 years. I want to go tour it. I have ownership in it. Sorry for anybody that doesn't dig it, but you know what? Everybody that comes out loves it to the shows. I'm, you know, these internet people, and I don't go on and read anything. So anybody that wants to type shit about me, have at it because I know I don't care. I don't read it. I look, you know what I look at every night, 8,000, 5,000, 3,000, sometimes 15,000 people that are having friggin' blast. And that's all that matters to me. That's what I'm on this planet to do. Not deal with all this crap. These guys can't get over themselves and, and get business done. And they're very underhanded with a lot of the stuff that they're doing. I can tell you that for sure. That is for sure. So let me ask you this. If uh, the three members came to you and said, let's get it together and go out as rap, would you say yes or would you say too late? You had your chance. I'd rather do root canal without any pain reliever. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm just joking around. I don't know. You know, probably I'm very happy with this band that I have. Okay. You know, all rap does is argue and fight. And that's, sorry, maybe it, it makes the songs that much more creative when, we're, when you know, we, we do them. And we all write those songs, for sure. Trust me on this. And, you know, we're, we just, it's all we do. This band, I've never had an argument with. Yeah, Even so, with the cats that just left the band, we didn't. We never had an argument, you know? So I, I do want to get them, back so. to, to the current lineup and stuff, but I'll, I'll ask you this before moving on. Um, Stephen Wan and Warren have announced that they'll be playing the M3 Festival in 2017, and it's apparently under the Rat Banner. Is that going to go through, or is that going to be stopped, or, or are they allowed, are they not allowed? Um, I guess, how do you or your attorney see that? Mitch, this is Drew. I'll, I'll yeah. answer that question. Okay. Um, they, have, they do not have permission to play the M3. They do not have permission to advertise as such. And I'll just say this. Right now, to, to throw that out there, to announce, make these announcements, these press releases, without having a judgment, I would say is very ill-advised. And I'll leave it at that for now. Okay, and then let me get back to Bobby with the current lineup. Um, I do want to know a couple of things. You know, you, you've been out there, obviously, with the original Rad. You opened for Bon Jovi. You, then you had Jizzy Pearl come in. and, and, and... Uh, 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 Who opened for what? Uh, Bob, around, uh, bon Jovi opened for you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I, I, I've gotten old and, and my brain is not as, uh, as efficient, but, okay. but, but then you had, you know, you had Jizzy Pearl and you had John Karabi and you had Robbie. Kren How does this current lineup sort of for you compare to some of those, uh, past lineups? I like being in a band again. Let's put it that way. These guys are so easy to get along with. It's, it's night and day. I mean, from and that's not just with rat. I've been in a lot, a lot of different bands, you know, it's really good. These guys are very open-minded. They're very mellow. It keeps me, you know, mellow, um, as mellow as I can be, you know, on the blocks. And we know that, you know, I, I have a tendency to be the blocks and, you know, I, I've changed my ways a little bit out here. I don't use monitors live anymore because I can't, I just can't do the fight. You know, my ears have taken a lick and just like Warren, I, you know, back to Warren, I'm going to say this, it's my opinion. Warren doesn't really want to tour and he hasn't wanted to because his play has been affected greatly by ear problems. This is my observation of this. He just didn't have the, he didn't, he didn't have, he didn't have it. You know, he didn't have that spark and that desire. 
it's what it appeared to me after knowing the guy for as long as I've known him. But this band is is great in comparison to the the other guys you just mentioned. The different circumstances, you know, all those guys would readily agree that we were all under Warren's Hitler spell of doing things. It was either his way or you know it was just misery, and it was it was hard. It was a hard ride, you know, and him and I were making the calls, but he would, you know, just would flat out refuse to get on a plane if there was a layover for more than 45 minutes and this kind of thing. It was quite hard to deal with, you know, but got to work and we had to play. Apart, when we were fighting. Well, apart from that fighting and stuff, though, um, just just as a, as a fan of music, how, how do you sort of rate Warren in terms of guitarists? Because he... You know, for, for, for fans like myself, he is one of those sort of guitar gods, right? Do you see him that way in the sense that he was he just brought something incredible to the early rat? Well, that would be my answer would be in what year, in what decade. I think he's a great lead guitar player. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got a great sound and he's obviously, you know, came up with some of the greatest riffs we that rat has. But that, you know, in, in writing terms, that's what he does is write riffs. We put his riffs and make them songs together. That's the way, for example, Lay It Down started with that beat, that drum beat that I do in that. That's how that, that riff started. And then he started playing to that. So with, with that kind of thing, you know, we were working off each other. I, you know, rhythmically... I don't know. Like I said, I think his ears have got the best of him, and it's kind of affected his timing. So, but right. he is one of the greats, though. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, I, that's I love a, his guitar. I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of negative out there, but there is a lot of positive. Rat in the '80s, what what Warren was doing on guitar and what you guys were doing. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was up there with the George Lynches and the you know the, the, all those guys that were. Um, and then let's let's just quickly talk about Robin. Of course, Robin passed away. Any great stories about Robin that you'd care to share? Well, I'll just say one thing first about that is that, you know, I have such love for Robin. When Robin left, when Robin had to leave the band, you know, it just flipped the chemistry of the band. You know, uh, Robin was a voice of reason. I want to say that between him and I, we would talk a lot about trying to make it as reasonable and what the right move on a business level is. When he left... That that went away, you know what I mean? There was everything was kind of I how do I say this? I think everything was derivative of ego positioning, you know, and still stayed that way to where we I would have to say, look, it's not eighty seven right now. If you're trying to make a decision on what we're being offered, like it's nineteen eighty five or seven, Stephen Warren, why are you you know, this is this, now is now. That was then. And yeah, as far as it's funny story about Robin, oh my God, I think one of the best things that I, I remember about him and he always used to say is, you know, I would hear him in interviews or do interviews together with him and they would say, where would you like to see Rat and where would you like to see Rat be, you know, how would you like to see Rat be remembered, you know, decades and decades from now? He goes, I want to be, I want Rat to be the first band in space. And you know, around 2004, I got an email that we were on the Mars rover. Uh, it would wake up to round and round, and then it would wake up again to turn, turn, turn by the birds. And then that spin me right, uh, right round by, I don't know, Pete yeah, Burns or whatever that was. Yeah, Dead so, or Alive, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, so I mean, I was the first thing I thought about. I got complete chills. I'm getting chills talking about now. Was the fact like, dude, he, you did it. You know, we we that was a milestone for rap. You know, it was uh, that was announced around the world that you know we were the well, the first rock band. You know, I yeah, guess the, the space. Yeah. So, um, God bless King. <laughs> yeah, he he he's he was absolutely wonderful. I I I had in fact a chance to to interview him. Uh, before he passed, and what a great guy. Um, what, when you looked out somewhere around 1990, and you had Michael, or was it 93, or and you had Michael Schenker come in, was that strange for you? And and how was it playing 90, with Michael? Well, 91, that was right. Um, yeah, you know, I I did this record called Contraband only yes. because, and I bought Michael it. Michael Schenker was in. It was a good record. It was. <laughs> it, easy, it was a great know, record. With Tracy I mean, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a hero of mine, you know. Uh, it was amazing to, to play with him. And then, you know, we went out actually and opened for me and us. We went out as Contraband on the 91 tour, which I think LA Guns was on. And Contraband, LA Guns, and us. And it was real weird and awkward to go out and, and play and then come back out and then do the, the rat headline set. But that was sort of short-lived and probably definitely I should say in for the guys in rat because they didn't dig the fact that uh, that was happening, but it's not like something I put that together. The record company happened to be owned by our manager. So, you know, I've talked to, to Michael over the years here and there about it. And we've got good memories of him playing guitar on stage with him and Warren mixed together was a trip. Yeah. I mean, when, for me hearing Michael play and then Warren, I would have to, give the, the, the more stars on the side of Michael Shanker personally, but you know, yeah, and, both and, great. I, and I wouldn't take that as being disrespectful to Warren. I mean, obviously Michael is sort of one of these guitar gods. Um, was there ever any mention of him joining the band on a permanent basis? Cause I mean, he sort of replaced, but was there any like, Hey, this is working out. Why don't you stick around? <laughs> Listen, that was the, that was the end of the road for Rat in 91 on that tour. When, like I said, when the chemistry flipped, when King was gone, we were out on that tour and it was Juan and Bobby versus Stephen and Warren. It was horrifying. I mean, we couldn't even be in the same hallway. Sort of like what, you know, Van Halen went through with, with Ed and, and Al and Mike and Sammy, you know, on different sides of the arena, this kind of junk. It was, it was horrifying. And it was also, business wasn't, like it usually was when we were headlining 14, 15,000 seat arenas. And, you know, we had six or 7,000 people in there. That was pretty wearing on everybody. You know, it's, it's hard to sit up on that stage when you're used to seeing that pretty much full, you know, and then looking out and seeing a lot of empty seats, man, it kind of beats you up, you know, makes it beats you down. That's what it does really. Yeah, it really does. But, so that, but I, but that, that contraband album, I, I actually remember where I was and 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 where I bought it. It was at a place called Fairview Mall in Point Claire, Quebec, and I remember that was what a great album that was. Um, and and we'll end on this because we said we were going to do twenty minutes, and now we're at forty. Uh, the current lineup that you have, um, there's been some changes here and there uh, in the last you know year. Guitar, bass players sort of came in and out. Is the lineup firm at this point, or is it sort of this evolving band where? you know, guys will come in when they need to come in. Well, you know, listen, I'm going to say this straight up and, you know, this is the reality 
that, and it's the truth. You know what the star of this band is? Not me, and it's not Warren, and it's not Steven. The star of this band is the Rat Catalog, because that's what people want to hear. And these guys all, I've, there's no plans for anybody to go anywhere, but if anybody has to go, they got to go, you know? But they are, everybody's having a good time. We're working, I mean, tonight is like the 68th show, okay? We've been busting balls this year, and we've got a lot of shows booked for next year. Obviously, what you just talked about with Drew, I have my feelings on that, which I'll get to that pretty soon here when I can speak. But, you know, we plan to keep going, and uh, that's all I can say at this point. You know, people, people are just loving it, and I'm appreciative that people are behind it. Thank yeah. you. And and I'll say this about that, that you're very right. It really is about the quality of the songs because had you written some, you know, cheap, crappy old song, nobody would care. And the fact that here we are, you know, 30 some years, 35 years later, and it's still a news story and we're still interested. It just shows how great those songs <laughs> were, right? Right. You know, there's so many. It's hard to pick a set because there's so many that you can do, but here's the problem now. And, you know, is that there's so many people that are newer coming to this. It's just not guys that grew up on rat like you that are, you know, mid forties and that sort of thing, mid to late forties that were in high school, ninth grade, 10th grade, eighth grade, et cetera. Now we're getting people, you know, twenties, teens, you know, late teens and twenties, thirties, et cetera. They basically know the Guitar Hero songs. They know certain songs that they're that they're familiarized with. So you try to play deeper album cuts, and you can sense, you know, from where from where I'm sitting and I'm perched, I can kind of get a gauge of is this is this going over? Now it's just like going to see Aerosmith when they did all stuff, everything from Toys in the Attic and Aerosmith Rocks and the first Aerosmith record, you know. I went and saw them some at the Palladium in 2004, Palladium in Hollywood, and they were doing all that old stuff. I love that because that was my, you know, I knew those records forwards, backwards, up and down. I was blowing my mind, but I was also noticing a lot of the people that were around, I was, I was looking at them. They don't, they're like, they didn't even recognize no more, no more. Sick as a dog. You know what I mean? So that's the problem of trying to please everybody, you know? Either I got to go fuck it. I'm gonna do it because I like it, or you, you know, we. I, I kind of mixed it up a little bit out here. At first, I was doing a lot more. We were doing over, you know, over a two-hour set. Now we've had to whittle it down a little bit, but you know, can't you can't please everybody. Um, and I'd rather keep them going through the whole set. So we've kind of brought it down to the most notable songs. The essential. Well, as, as long as uh, as long as the set has body talk, uh, I, I'm good. <laughs> right. That's that, that's the big one, uh, Bobby. A, a great pleasure, and um, and uh, well, well, we're gonna throw that out there, and we'll we'll see how the internet reacts to this. But uh, well, you but know thank what's you. gonna happen with that? I mean, dude, they, you know, they want to hang me, and it's like whatever, you know. The people live don't. That's all I know. That's all I care about. Yeah, okay. So, you know what? Let me ask you about this, since you mentioned that, because there are two guys out there that they it, they can't seem to catch a break. It seems to be you and Jeff Tate. No matter what you guys do, there seems to be this bias that you guys are awful and you guys are evil. And 
I don't understand it. I think a musician trying to make a living is honorable. I think what Jeff Tate does is great. I think that that you're doing what you should be. I, I why do you think that is that that sort of you two guys or you particularly are sort of the butt of all these jokes? I, I don't know. You know, yeah. um, it's it's you know it, it's an internet thing. I think by and large here because when I'm out here and I I do meet and greets or I walk out after the shows and I meet people, you know, there's absolute, you know, genuine respect and pleasure from both sides to say hello. And I don't know, dude, people can hide behind the computer and say what they want. I have no idea why that happens. Maybe because I'm outspoken. You don't see Warren or any of those guys open their mouths, you know, because they lie under the sheets. I lay on top of the bed, you know, I don't, I bring the truth out and some people don't want to hear it. You know, they want it to be, Oh, they're skipping down the yellow brick road. Well, you know what? Life isn't just the yellow brick road. So I got, I got to scoot off the sound check here. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for your time. And uh, there you go. Have a good one. Okay, mate. Keep it fair, judge. Keep it fair. Absolutely. Cheers. Bye bye now. (laughs) Cheers. And there you have it, folks, my interview with classic rat drummer Bobby Blotzer. I certainly, certainly hope you enjoyed that. Please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N. One-on-one Mitch Lafon is the Facebook. And, of course, should you care to support the podcast, it is paypal.me forward slash Mitch Lafon. You can find this podcast on iTunes, iHeart, Spreaker, YouTube, and all that wonderful stuff. But... You can also just head over to TalkingMetal.com. You can find everything there. Once again, thank you for listening, and bye for now. Oh, my.